Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Nick McVicker joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my great co-host, Kyle Vardy. Kyle, how you doing today, my man? Doing good, doing good. I can't really complain. So that's always a good thing. When you can't complain, that yeah. means something's going right. Exactly, exactly. Orphan uh, cannot join us. He is driving back to Ottawa today. So, I mean, I kind of understand why he's not here. So we're gonna move on without him. Well, well, we got you guys covered. Don't worry. Lots to talk about today, including. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we got we got the Leafs to talk about a little bit, Kyle. Yep. We got NFL playoffs. NFL mm-hmm. playoffs are coming up in a week. But, I mean, we got to talk about week 18 first, and then we'll talk about the playoffs. We oh, have Djokovic being detained in Australia because his visa got revoked. We have AB losing it on the sidelines last week, which, my goodness, yep. that was kind of a crazy situation there. Um it's been a wild week in sports, dude. Wild, wild week in sports. Yeah, it's been full of headlines. So it's, I mean, it's, it's good for us because we get stuff to talk about for sure. So. Well, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. But exactly. Where would you like to start, man? We can start with Joker. We can start with AB. We can start with the Leafs. Uh, let's go with AB, seeing as that was, I guess, the least recent event that Fair we enough. can talk about. Fair we'll enough. All right. That. Well. We'll talk about AB in our kickoff segment, sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. Calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, visit them at canadakickingacademy.com or follow them on Instagram at canadakickingacademy. And yeah, this AB story is is something <laughs> i'm sure you've seen the video uh took off his shoulder pads mid-game threw his sh- undershirt and gloves into yep. the stands ran through the end zone just as a play was being called by his offense by the way not his defense his offense was on the field yeah and just left the video no, no, after no, no. of him being on the, at the side of the stadium trying to get an Uber was hilarious, by the way. Well, and then the follow-up videos of the Uber driver, because apparently he's like the actual like personal driver of a bunch of athletes and all kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like holy. Oh my god. It's just it's jokes. Like you gotta you gotta get your head screwed on straight. But for those of you who haven't seen the video, here it is. And like I don't know, Kyle. For me, it's it looks like a temper tantrum, right? And we oh, obviously we obviously don't know what else was going on. Um, since then, he has come out and basically said that Arians was trying to make him go into the game 
despite having an injury and there's like a lot of little things that I don't know. Like there's a lot going on here. You can see him taking off his shirt and everything there. What did you make of this immediately when you saw it? I mean, the first thing, first thing we, we said when we, we saw it was it's AB. <laughs> it's AB yeah. San Antonio Brown. Do you really expect, expect anything different? To be honest, no. I mean, I expect, I expect a little bit. Different. I did expect him to not make it through a game before leaving. Yeah, well, we, we were all making a joke saying that he pulled Avante Davis, but had respect for him and waited till the third quarter instead of the halftime. So, um, I mean, it's one of those things where there's now rumors coming out that apparently he wasn't going to get his incentives because they wanted him to go back in the game, but he wasn't healthy enough to do it. So he was all pissed off. But then. He forgot that there's a week 18 this week this year, so that he actually had next week or this coming week to still get his incentives. So there's rumors that he just completely forgot about that. So I, I'm not sure. To be honest, it's it's one of those like everything coming out. There's texts now coming out saying that he told Arians he was he was not healthy, and Arians said, "Well, we need you out there." And I don't, it's okay. It's I don't really, know. I read those texts, and I, I don't know about you, Kyle, but like for me, yeah. like. Uh, those texts sounded like a coach who's like, okay, let's see what you can do, right? Which is what a coach yeah. should say. Yeah, and, it, and like those, those texts didn't – like Arians didn't say anything wrong in those texts. And it's like – to me, it's one of those – whatever was said on the sidelines is probably different than what was actually in the texts. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking AB's side. I'm not taking Arians' side. To be honest, couldn't really care less about either one. Um, but – in saying that, it's like there's there's definitely stuff that goes on the side when it comes to you know the football talk. Absolutely, right. That well, it's it's, it's sideline talk, right? It's it's yeah. teammate talk. Well, and, and they don't want that. They don't want any record of half the stuff that gets said on that sideline. So, um, so I mean, things very well could have been said. Uh, Arians could have been like, "Hey, you need to play this drive. We 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 need you out there." They were losing to the Jets at this point, so it's like. Weren't they down by like they 13 needed, too? Yeah, they needed whatever they could get. So, I mean, maybe they, they really needed Antonio Brown. Obviously, losing Godwin for the season doesn't help. So maybe they just like, hey, we need you out there just to like stand out there and be a target type of thing. Yeah. Maybe they didn't even want him to play. Maybe they just said, hey, go stand out there so Evans can get an extra guy off of him. Right? Who knows? Yeah, and I mean like – what were the incentives? What did he need? Uh, I don't know what it was, but apparently it was like you, he could have made $2 million or something like that. Uh, no, it was like, uh, yeah, it was $2 million total dollars, but I think, I think he, he, needed, had, he already like, had a million of it. He had already guaranteed a million of it. I think he needed like five or six more catches and I think like 60 or 70 yards. I think, I think it was 81 yards, eight catches, yeah. and one touchdown in a game yeah. and a half. And he was already he'd yeah. already been targeted five times that game and had three receptions. Yeah, he had three catches for like twenty something yards. Like it's not like they weren't targeting him. Right? Like, no, no. Am I wrong in that? Like he was he was being targeted. No, and and that's that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me is the fact that like he was being used. So unless his ankle injury truly was as bad as it as he said it was. Which if it, was, if it was, then I get it. Like 
But if it was, I don't think he'd be running off the field that way. So I mean, like, jumping up and down—that's that was the other thing. Yeah. He's complaining about an ankle injury. He's doing jumping jacks in the in the end zone as he's running off the field. Like, yeah. So like that that didn't add up to me. And I'm like, I, I don't I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, maybe there is some sort of you know secondary motives for either one of these people, whether it be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Antonio Brown. I don't know. And I mean, like, I'm sorry, but. If AB plays another snap in the NFL, I'd be very surprised. See, I want to say I'd be surprised, but it is the NFL. Well, yeah. I, and, I, and talent I, talks, unfortunately. Talent talks, but Antonio Brown only has so much talent for what he brings. Right? I guess, yeah. Because like, just... he, he's been susp- he's played for the Buccaneers for two years now. Technically, yeah. I guess this, this is his second year. He's been, he's been suspended for 12 games of those two years. Right. That, like that's what I guess. So technically, week eighteen, so seventeen games, so thirty-three potential games, thirty-two because he's not playing this following week. He's been suspended twelve out of thirty-two games he could have possibly played. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, is is that worth it on your team to bring it in? No, I don't think it is. I don't. I don't think so either. But it is the NFL, right? Like it, you can't yeah. deny Antonio Brown has pretty incredible talent as a receiver. So you know some team is going to be like, okay, do you think we can pull this off? And they'll look into it and they'll try to make it work just because Mm -hmm. it's the NFL. I mean, very real possibility. But, like, to to me, (laughs) the positives do not outweigh the negative. No. And then you see all this stuff that's coming out this week, right? Like, after this. So you already talked about the text about Arians. He also had – a text chain trying to throw the trainer at what is Alex Guerrero under the ball. Uh, yeah. Tom, Tom Brady's trainer, Tom yeah. Brady's trainer, but it's Alex Guerrero, right? That's the guy yeah. trying to throw him under the bus. And I'm just like, okay, that was the most polite customer service text I've ever seen. He's 100%. like, Hey man, I totally understand. It's unfortunate. We couldn't make it work. Uh, where do you want me to send you back the money? It's like, that's not helping your case, AB. No, like, no offense, you're not helping yourself in this scenario. <laughs> no, and then apparently, apparently he's throwing. He threw Brady under the bus too. And it was oh like, yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah, he's he's not truly my friend. He's he's just my football friend. It's like what? That was the so, what, what podcast was that on? That was on the um, um oh. full send podcast. Full send podcast. Yeah, he was on the full send podcast yesterday after officially being released. Yeah. Um, and he, he made comments like, let me see if I can find like, there it is. Uh, well, he was, he was wondering why he got paid less than Gronk too. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Gronk doesn't have the off field, off field issues that you do. So. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can find the actual quote he said. Cause it was, I was just like, are you kidding me? Well, he said to, to me, a friend is someone who's got your back. Uh, not everybody in sports is going to be your friend. And Tom Brady is my friend. Why? Because I'm a great, I'm a good football player. He needs me to play football. People have different meanings of what friendship is. Yeah. But I'm just like, <laughs> that's, see, he's really not helping his case with those comments though. Like, no. I just don't, I don't get what he thought this tirade on social media and everything was going to do for his career. It just seems like it's going to hurt him more than anything. Oh. Hundred percent. It was like, to be honest, the, the Brady's comments were like Brady had his back there. He was trying to defend him, like saying, like, "Hey, like we need to like make sure this guy's okay." Like, 
everybody else was like, yeah, screw, screw Antonio Brown. He left the team. Like he's no longer on the Bucks. Brady's like, no, no, no. We did. We need to like make sure this guy's okay because he's clearly going through something. Obviously, he obviously he didn't want to say no, no. We side with him because like he did this, but I mean, he did as much as he could, basically. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate that this is going down on week seventeen. Now going into week eighteen, because that is not something that the Bucks need to be dealing with right now. I know they no. already have a clinched playoff spot. Like, that's fine. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. But, like, mentally preparing for a first-round playoff game against, I know it's either going to be, like, the Eagles or the 49ers or the Saints, which I know those aren't super tough matchups for the Bucks. But, like, that's still not what you want to have going into the playoffs. Well, like, a whole soap opera. First off, the Bucks do not want to run into the Saints again. That's just simple as that. The way yes. that defense just swallowed up that offense. I know, but uh, you would much rather run into the Saints than, say, the Cardinals or the Rams or the Packers. Oh, 100%. Well, right, that's what I mean. I like, uh, out of all the matchups yeah. they could get, like there is a chance that they actually play the Cardinals first round. Yeah, 100%. And that's, and to be honest, and I think that's why – uh, this is such an inopportune time because I think the Bucks want to try and secure that number two seed, right? They're not guaranteed that number two seed at all, right? right? They're not – the Rams would have to lose for them to win and then the Cowboys would have to lose as well and all kind of stuff. Like there's there's an outside chance that the Bucks end up dropping to the four seed too potentially depending on how this game goes this week. Uh, I mean, obviously they would have to lose to the Panthers, so that's kind of a, an interesting situation, but – Crazier things have happened. So, um, I mean, it, it's very, it's a very bad time for this to, for this to be happening because now all of a sudden we were talking about how great the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers are. Now all of a sudden it's Mike Evans, and that's it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is that Godwin just went down too, right? Like Godwin's done for the year. So in yeah. the last what two weeks or three weeks, you've lost Godwin for the season and now AB. Yeah, last three or four weeks, you've lost two, two, two of your top wide receivers technically, and that's saying something because you've had three of them. So, um, I mean, Mike Evans is going to be on an island by himself right now. Like, if Gronk can get healthy and, and truly back to form, that gives Brady another weapon. But like, I don't know. They even had Fournette down too, so we'll see if Fournette's back for, in time for the playoffs. I don't, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but that, that this Bucks team is going to have to rely on their defense to, to carry them a little bit. And based on seeing that defense, I don't know if they can do that. I, I don't either. Like, I like the defense, but I don't know if I like the defense enough to go on a deep run again. Like, it's a good defense. It's not a great defense anymore. I, I wouldn't even say it's good. I would say it's average. Like, their their secondary is terrible. Like fair enough, yeah. No, you're right. If you if you if you have Jamel Dean as your starting corner at any time in ever, (laughs) in ever, (laughs) you're you're done. I I am literally throwing every single ball towards Jamel Dean, saying, "Hey, stop me." I dare you. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I'll give you that. Um, last thing on AB before we move on, dude. Uh, what do you think is next for the now oft? troubled wide receiver i mean i feel like and it's really weird why i feel this i feel like he might go to the xfl um that's if the xfl plays again 
Well, it's supposed to start next year. It's supposed to. So yeah. we'll see. That's, we're, we'll I'm see just saying, like, until we know, until we know, we don't know, right? No, 100. percent And I, I feel like I feel like XFL is kind of like that redemption story type league where it's all the guys that couldn't quite cut it in the NFL or didn't or get didn't get shot. their true shot or whatever it may be, right? So, I mean, I could see him going there if he shows out good, shuts his mouth, and just does his job. Yeah. Could an NFL team come calling with a PTO potentially? Sure. Um, Based on I his mean, comments I, about salary, he's not taking a PTO. I mean, it's either that or he doesn't play in the NFL. I know. So, I'm just, I'm just saying, based off what he said, no, like, hundred percent. And it's one of those like, if if he's so worried about salary, invest your money and go somewhere else. Yep. Sorry. Yep. I mean, it, it's one of those. I think teams have had enough. If a team's going to take a chance on him, it's going to be on just like, hey incentive based like hey, we'll give you a million dollars if you get 90 catches we'll give you an extra two million dollars and if you don't want it don't sign it stay out of the league it's just one of those i i think i think there's only so much that can be done for antonio brown now but we'll see yeah and i, I agree with you i think the other thing is that i just truly think he's this should be the end i think he needs to step away from the game personally I think it's putting too much stress on him, and I think it's really messing with his head. And obviously, the concussions don't help. Well, and that's to be honest, I think his brain is still scrambled from that perfect hit. But wouldn't yours? Oh, hundred percent. I I probably wouldn't have played again after that hit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I I have no, I'm not gonna pretend like he's not dealing with something because of that. Like it's clear. Yeah. How much of this is because of that? We do obviously won't know, but yeah. like, there's some of this that is because of that. I, I was I was watching a video of his interviews pre-perfect hit yeah. and after perfect hit, and it's, they are oh, literally two people. Polar, they're polar opposites. It's two different people. Yeah. So, who knows? All right, that'll do it for our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. If you're looking for year-round professional development with elite competition to take your special teams game to the next level, visit them at canadakickingacademy.com or on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. By the way, really cool story for one of the boys at the Canada Kicking Academy. Daniel is engaged, got engaged this week, so huge congratulations to him from us. We're really happy for you, man. Great guys over there. We will continue to support them as much as we possibly can. Kyle, we're going to keep it rolling before we take a break here. We're going to get right into Djokovic. Because I know you, you we, we did Antonio Brown. You said it was the longest one. This one's probably the most interesting of the week. Yeah. Djokovic goes to Australia for the Australian Open and gets his visa revoked because mm-hmm. they deemed that his medical exemption was not valid. Yes. So he has been confined to a hotel in Melbourne. Um, He is appealing the decision by the Australian government. And it comes out today, actually. There's brand new news on this, by the way. I'm reading Mm -hmm. this in the last couple hours. The reason that he had an exemption was because he had COVID in December. Yeah. So his exemption was that he didn't which is the same for anyone who travels after getting COVID. You have 90 days where you don't have to get tested. You have an immunity card, basically. Um, They're saying that that is a legal reason for him to be allowed to play. Now, the funny thing to me, um, there was two other people involved in this tournament, one female player and one 
uh, ref or judge or umpire, whatever you want to call it, that also had the exact same medical exemption, Kyle. The exact same one. The female player has been removed from the country. She got deported. Mm -hmm. And the official left, just decided to leave, didn't want to deal with it. Right. So the other two people with the exact same medical condition or medical exemption aren't fighting it. Yeah. But Djokovic is. Yep. What, what, what do you make of this? I mean, I don't want to get into the whole unvaxxed versus vaxxed conundrum because that's just something. Well, that's not what this is even about. No, but, but it's one of those like, and Rafa Nadal said it. The world has suffered enough. There's rules in place to try and get stuff done. Figure it out. If you don't want to get vaxxed, you don't play. Sorry. Just because you got COVID doesn't mean, like, in my opinion, I don't think getting COVID actually truly is an exemption. That's just my thing, and I won't get into that. But it's one of those, like, if the rules in place in the country, you clearly know the rules are in place. Other people have dealt with this, as we've seen with this exact same tournament with two other people. Why are you still trying to fight this? You're not going to win this. Go home. You're not playing in the Australian Open. Sorry. And it's one of those, like, I don't, I just, it's, it's frustrating when certain people who are of, how do I say this, higher influence are just so stuck in their ways. They don't figure out what's right and just go home. Don't fight this. It's not worth it. Go home. But then the other side of it is he used, he used the Australian Open medical board or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't exactly know who he was talking to, to right. check to see if his medical exemption would be okay for him to go to the tournament. And they said it was. So his medical exemption was good enough to play in the tournament, but not good enough to get into the country. I was going to say, well, the Australian, well, the Australian tennis federation or whatever they call themselves. were like, Oh yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Well, cause no shit. You're not going to turn away the number one player in the tennis world. But at the same you're time, say, it is, the other thing is it is tennis, right? It's not like these guys are playing on top of each other. They're opposite sides of the net. No, right? of course. So, and, and that's why, and that's why like, you're not going to turn away your number one player in the world. If he has, if he, if he says he has an exemption and he shows you as an exemption, of course, the tennis federation is going to be like, yes, no problem. Exemption. You're good. Right. You have paperwork. No problem. Right. A country is a different story. If the country doesn't let you in, they have specific rules in place. They couldn't care less if you're Brad Pitt or the number one tennis player in the world, they couldn't care less. Yeah. It's, it's sorry. They have the rules in place. That's that sucks. Sorry, it's true. It's no, I, I agree with you, Kyle. Hundred percent, I agree with you. But it's just funny because like we're talking about this like he got an invalid medical exemption to play in the tournament. No, no, no. His medical exemption was cleared to play in the tournament. Yeah, but it wasn't clear to get yeah, into he, the he, country yeah. to play in the tournament. <laughs> he kind of forgot the whole bigger step of getting yeah. into the country. Like I just, I don't get how you don't check that. Like, that should have been the first thing that you check. I don't know. Can I get it into the country? You and me did it. We went to Arizona two months ago. 
We checked. We made sure we had everything down before we decided to go into the into the process of even going to Arizona. Why is Joe... You have a team of people. Why? How are you not checking this? I, I don't get it. I don't get well, it. Well, and then... Apparently there's apparently there's, in Serbia there's like his family's riding and trying to talk to like the Australian embassy or something yeah. like that, saying that he's like being wrongfully detained and Australia's like nope he can go whenever he wants yeah he just can't come into the country so so like like I I, 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 I joke you can see our our name of our show I put Djokovic detained he's yeah. not actually detained like like. Technically, they they're detaining him, but the, uh, Australia they're not letting him walk around he, their country. But he he can leave. Yeah. Like he's not detained. He's being held. Yeah. Can he go detained. anywhere in Australia? No. But can he leave the country? Absolutely. Not even a question. Go. <laughs> I don't think they would care. Well, that would simplify I mean, their entire process. Like like to me, it's just there's a simple answer, and he doesn't want to admit to the fact that. He clearly didn't do enough research or didn't do his work and realizes that he can't get into Australia. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this applies to a bunch of other places that he tries to play as well. Yeah. I well, mean, the French Open came out and said, oh, he'll be fine to come into France. It's like, heh, not the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no offense. Sorry. Not the time. Not, not the right. No. Read the room. No. And it's one of, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like, if you want to make that statement, go ahead. But you're gonna neither they're gonna have boycotts and they're gonna have riots and all kind of stuff. Just make the statement. Don't make the statement. Just yeah. wait. It's, so it's just such a mess. And like you is. and me could probably it's, go on about this for another half hour. But oh, hundred percent. It's it's just one of those. I don't know. It's it's a shit show. That's all I can say. Yep. Agreed. Uh, let's take a quick break, Kyle. When we come back, we'll talk a little Leafs, a little mm-hmm. NFL, yep. then wrap this bad boy up. Um, yeah, we'll be back after this. Hey, everyone. This is Irfan Manji from Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. We are an all-soccer podcast hosted by yours truly and Paige Culver. We provide news, analysis, and opinions each episode as well. You can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher and follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Cheers. Hey guys, it's producer Jake here from Benning House, the Garage Door Sports Network's ultimate degenerate gambling podcast. Catch our episodes weekly on Apple, Spotify, and Google as we bring you banter, laughter, and of course picks for all sorts of games throughout the week. Give us a follow on our socials at BettingHousePod, where you can catch all our bets each week, as well as some bonus content. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Let's get rich. Ah, producer Jake, still on the ad for Betting House. Love it. Hasn't been there for a while, but you know what? We still love him. Um, of course. Kyle, Leafs are yep. rolling, my man. Mm-hmm. They're playing really well lately. 7-2-1 and one in the last 10 games. They're currently tied yep. for third for the best goal differential. And it's not because they're scoring that many goals. No. They have the second fewest goals against in the NHL. 
That's astounding uh, to me. Uh, yeah, because they're, they're behind what Carolina. I think? Carolina, yeah. So. Who also has the best goal differential because they can score too. Of course, of course. So, I'm shocked by this Leaf team's defensive ability this year. What about you? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and the sad thing is, there's lots of room, room yeah, lots of room for improvement on that defensive uh, defensive core too. I mean, yeah. like Justin Hole has been an absolute travesty this year, and yet he's had a couple. He's had, a, he's had flashes of good games though. Like you can see the potential. But I agree with you. He's been very, very inconsistent. And they've seen the potential of what he can do on another team in the next couple of weeks. Um, but that's a different statement. Um, <laughs> Him and Richie. It, right? it's, it's, uh, no, he's going to go play for the Marlies. He's going to give him another throw him in as a cap. cap ad. Well, I mean, that's kind of a cap negative, so we might have to throw somebody in for that. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work. But, I mean, if we if we get somebody big back, because apparently we're making a run at Chickren is what I've heard, which will be a very interesting situation if that's the case. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure where uh, he would slot in. Uh, he would take Justin Hole's spot because Justin Hole would be going the other way. I, I know, but, like, would that work? Because Hole's playing with Muzzin right now, isn't he? Well, he was. Uh, Hole's playing with Dermot right now, I Dermot. believe. So it would be third line, though, or third pair. No, it was Sandine would drop back with Dermot, and you would have you'd have Chickering with Muzzin, which I think would be a fantastic pairing. But okay. Anyways, continue. Uh, I, I interrupted. My personal opinion, but I mean they're on a roll right now. Like the they obviously had the whole a bunch of games um, canceled because of COVID, right? They're technically three. They're three points back of Florida, five back of uh, Tampa. They got four games in hand of Tampa and two for Florida. So it's like they're on a roll. Like they're they're getting going. Um and the best part is Morazic, their backup goaltender of the offseason, is still injured. Well, kind of injured. Kind of. Somewhat not really playing, but He's not really like, injured. Well, I think the other oh. thing is that because they've played so few games over the last couple of weeks, they can't really yeah. get him in. Because yeah, you want, and you want those, to keep Campbell consistently playing. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, I, I, I think they are on the right track to being a solid team. Will they end up as the, as the number two seed? I could see them bumping Florida, potentially, if Florida has a little setback. But I think they're going to be battling for that number two spot. I think Tampa right now is rolling too much. Um, they did have a little setback with all the injuries and stuff, and obviously losing Vasilevsky kind of hurts. Um, kind of a little bit with the whole COVID issue, yeah. I mean, COVID situation, so uh, I mean, they've kind of stumbled the last couple of games, but I still think Tampa truly is that probably number one team in that division. Um, they just have they have everything you could possibly want, right? And and we thought that you know, them losing basically their entire third line last year was going to hurt their depth. Somehow, they got even more depth. I'm not sure where the hell it came from, <laughs> but they got more depth. Um, <laughs> And it's one of those like, I I think honestly this this Atlantic division is, is turning out to be a top three division, uh, sorry uh, like a top three team division. Like there's there's the three and then there's everybody everybody else. else. So it's like I honestly would not be surprised if no wild cards from the Atlantic go through. Um, I I think. I think the Devils might make a push for that final final wild card spot. 
Somehow Detroit's in there. I really did not see them even competing for a potential I knew playoff they were spot. Be better than last year, but I didn't expect but them not, to be not, this good. Not one, yeah, not one point out of a playoff spot. Like, yeah, no, I, mean, I didn't expect them to be to this be, good. To be fair, to be fair, Boston has a lot of games to make up, <laughs> but well, they've only played um, two less games than the Leafs. No, I know, but I'm saying like compared to like Detroit, like Detroit's one game, one point back, but I've played four, four more games, games right. Boston. and uh, Boston is three points up on the Devils for the second wild card spot and have five games in hand on them. Yeah, so like like to me, the only team that truly will push them, I think, actually might be the Islanders, and they've been playing terrible. But I mean, they've played better of late, right? They're five, two, and three in the last ten. Um, they've only played twenty eight games. And they're technically 10, 10 points back. So, uh, okay. But I, I just don't see the Islanders making that big of a comeback. I mean, they're literally nine points back from Detroit and they have six games in hand. They've also it's possible are tied to... with Buffalo in points right now. I know they've played six less games, oh, but no, I understand that, but I, I, I would not be surprised if the Islanders end up making the playoffs in the last playoff spot. Say that I'll say that now. Okay, that's a bold um, statement. Bold statement. I just I think that they're better than they truly are, and they're a team that will squeak into the playoffs and then somehow upset somebody in the first round. That's just who the Islanders are. Okay, they're a okay. terrible team to play against in the playoffs, and they're a series that I probably won't watch unless my team's playing against them. Sure. Um, but I mean, in saying that, the Leafs are on a roll, and in a very polite way, I don't care where they end up in the regular season. Yeah, I don't either. I don't care. As long as they're in the playoffs. As long as they're in the playoff spot. I, I just get through the first round, and then we're in uncharted territory, and we'll see what happens from there. Playing with house money at that point. <laughs> oh, that's – that's. I mean, they get past the first round, nobody can make the statement no, they, can't they can't get past the first round. They can't. So, so it's just get past the first round. If they do end up in that two seed, I think they end up – or two or three seed, they'd probably play Florida – depending on whatever team ends up dropping down. So yeah. if it is Florida, to me, that's going to be a very interesting series. I mean, if that, if that ends up being the thing, it'll be a very interesting way of going through it. Yeah. Um, tonight they play Colorado, another team that is flying right now, 8-1-1 one, and one in their mm-hmm. last 10. I think they've won 10 straight at home, the yep. Avs, as the Leafs go into Colorado, ball arena tonight. This is a battle mm-hmm. of just, powerhouse offenses right now. I know yep. the Leafs aren't like super lighting the world on fire with goals, but like these guys are just flying lately. Both these teams. What are you, are you excited for this? Like I'm excited for this game. Yeah. Like it, it should be a good game. I'm definitely taking Colorado in this game. Um, yeah. Purely because well, Marner is out. Kosh is out. And Pierre Engvall is out now too. So any sort Nick of, Richie's any sort back of in. Uh no, he's back in the Marlies. Um, I thought he was, he was actually, he might he might be on the, he might be on the taxi squad. Oh no, nope, sorry, Joey Anderson's on the taxi squad. No, um, so to me, like you basically lost your entire third line there, um, and and you know Colorado's been on a roll as is, so you need all hands on deck to try and beat a Colorado team. If you're not fully there, um, I do think it's still gonna be a close game. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I. I think the Leafs, if they are going to battle, this is one they got to win, and then they got to try and uh, force it. And 
I don't see it happening, to be honest. I think Colorado's just too strong of a team at this point. Um, and we said it, I said it at the beginning, I said that, you know, that this Colorado team will not stay where they were. They were not going to struggle the same way they did at the beginning of the season. They were going to bounce back and it was just a matter of time. Yeah. So um, I do think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I, I could see it being a high scoring game, but at, at the same point, I could see it being a two or three goal game. Uh, like a three, one, two, one, like that type of thing. I could hundred percent see that being the final yeah. score purely because both teams don't want to let the other team go, you know, horses wild type of thing. Right. So, yeah. um, cause the last thing you want is have one of these teams get a two or three goal lead. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, okay. Well now we have to battle back. So we'll see. Um, quickly, Kyle, before we move on here, uh, the Leafs, obviously, you and me have some can some faith in this team, obviously, because we followed them forever. Do you have yep. more faith in them this season than in the years past, or is this just still a until you prove it to me? I don't believe. I mean, I'll always have faith. Like I think that's the that's my biggest thing is uh, you know is the faith misguided potentially. Um, but it's one of those – I think I, I do think they need to make some sort of deal at the deadline and shore up that defense. I don't think the offense is the issue. And I think I think especially with that depth that they had now with that third line of Engvall, Kasha, and Camp, don't know where the hell that came from, but it works. And it's it been works working. really well. And, and it's one of those like Camp – when I said it from the beginning, like, that Camp signing in the offseason was huge to me because I'm like, you have a three uh, – you have a three C – and that frees up that frees up um, Kerfoot to put him wherever you want. You need him on the second line, you can put him on the second line. You need him at center, you can put him at center. And it, it frees up him because he's like the kind of like utility player that the Leafs have. You can put him wherever you want. So, yeah. I mean, I mean to me, the faith is there. I do. I think they need another defenseman in that top four. Hundred percent. Do what I love, like a Ben Sherratt type of defenseman who's just hey try and beat me to everything will punish you in the playoffs. Yes. I think, I think they definitely need that type of person um, where that person comes from. I don't know. That's, that's the biggest thing. I'll have to look up some, some potential deadline deals and stuff. Cause that's coming up in about a month and a bit, I guess. Yeah. We're almost there. Um, crazy. Um, so, so in that case, I, I do think they need a couple more defensive pieces maybe a depth score but nothing that's going to cost you anything um and and to be honest i think they're set i think i think if if Mrazek can stay healthy and he becomes your backup in the playoffs and if god forbid jack campbell goes down for anything you have a guy who's been there before can do that kind of stuff you don't have to worry about potentially like joseph wool starting game one of the playoffs like that would be my biggest nightmare no offense to joseph wool but he's not a starting goalie in the playoffs right now it, it's it's just simple as that. No, so you're, you're right. I, do have I faith. agree with you. I'll say that. I'll have faith. But they're 100% right now a prove-it team. They have to show me that they can get past the first round. That's Honestly, that's completely fair. I, I respect that because we're looking at a team who they haven't proven it yet, right? Like right. We're still waiting for them to prove it. And until they do – how can you have faith that they're going to pull it off? Because there's no reason to believe that they will. 
Well, I thought I thought last year was the year. They were up 3-1 in the series, and all of a sudden, no, we're going to choke three games in a row. So, I mean, it's the same as the Boston series, up 3 nothing in the game and, like, all kind of stuff. Like, there's been years of just constant disappointment that at a certain point, I don't care where they end up in the regular season. Get me through to that first round of the playoffs. Get through it, and then we can re-talk, and I'll have some more faith. Yeah. Well, so. we have a comment in the comment section, Kyle, um, from Dexy sixty five. So, Dexy, here's our here we go. Let's get this done. How do you see the Leafs being able to re-sign Jack Campbell next year with the salary cap only going up one million and him probably getting a huge raise? Do you mind if I go first yeah. on this one? Go for it. The easy answer is get rid of Nick Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Two point five is a nice little add-on uh, that, that frees up some cap space. Obviously, they're up against the cap, and you got to re-sign guys like Kasha, who will be coming off. Mikheyev comes off contract next year. How much is he going to want? He's a UFA. I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign him personally, unfortunately, uh, mm-hmm. just because I, based off of everything that I have an idea of what he likes, he's probably not going to be wanting the base salary again. So he's probably yep. gone. So you're probably going to have to fill with some guys from the minors. Who? I'm not really sure. Maybe Robertson comes up. Maybe um, Argenchensev comes up. Um, Abramoff has looked really good this year in the AHL. Maybe he makes that next step. I'm not really sure. But you're probably going to have to fill with some guys from the minors. But if you get rid of Richie, you lose um, the 1.645 from Mikheyev. And you re-sign Kasha to a decent deal. Like, he's on a 1.25. Maybe he goes up to 2. Like I don't think he'll get much more than that. I think that gives you enough space to re-sign Campbell. Like, I think Campbell's 5 million. Maybe 6 at most. Mm-hmm. So, you got to free up about 4 or 5 million in cap space to do that. You pretty yeah. much have done that with the moves that I just said. You also need to re-sign Sandine and Lilgren, but that's a different scenario altogether. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's a very interesting situation to be honest. So, um, the harsh reality, in my opinion, Jake Muzzin's gone. Um, I think he's gone in the off season at f- I think he's five and a half million dollars right now, um, something along those lines. Uh, you can't justify it to be honest. You can't. I can't justify a second pairing guy getting paid that money. You got TJ Brody, you got Morgan Riley, Morgan Riley's extension also kicks in next year too. So he's going to make seven and a half million dollars now. So, um, I think that the biggest thing is, I think Muzzin, he's been playing good. Okay. I mean, he, him and that whole Muzzin pairing that was great for the Leafs for two years, all of a sudden isn't looking too great. So, I mean, I don't know who's going to be able to take that cap cap on. Somebody will probably take him. Will we be able to get any return for him? Doubtful. Um, I, I don't know if a 30-plus-year-old defenseman at four and a, four and a half to $5 million, whatever it is. Um, Who is this, sorry? Is going to Jake Muzzin. He's 32 at 5.625. Yeah. So, so, so it's one of those, like, is anybody going to take on that contract? Don't know. Uh, we'll have to see about that. I mean, it looked like a great contract when he signed it originally. 
and now he's. It seems as though he's slowing down a little bit. It's not an so, awful contract, though. Like it's not, but it's five. It's it's basically an extra three million dollars. You can't really pay him right now. Right. Basically. Right. Um, is essentially what it is, and that five point six million dollars, you clear that off the books. Essentially, that is Campbell's contract. That's Campbell's contract. Right there. Exactly. Right there. And then, and then to be honest, you get rid of Mrazek in the off season. Um, somebody will take Mrazek. It's not a bad contract that he has. Yeah, and somebody is, in the offseason. 3.8 is such an easy contract to move. And 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 somebody somebody will want him the fact that, you know, he's a capable goaltender, just didn't have the right situation in Toronto because Campbell's a number one and obviously he had some injury problems to start with. Um so I think that Mrazic contract would be easy to move in the offseason. So and and you move Mrazic's money, you put in Joseph Wool at at you know the NHL minimum. And all of a sudden, you have an extra, you know, two plus million dollars to work with on replacing Muzzin on that second pairing, or or giving the money to Sandine and bumping Sandine up to the second pairing, whatever you want to do, right? So I, I think there's definitely room around it that you can move, um, you know, if if they do potentially go after you know a Chickren, putting Chickren on the second pairing at four and a half million dollars for the next four years, perfect, you know. Yeah, you like that type of money. Like then, if if that if that truly is the case, then Muzzin's gone for sure, and that's just you know house money. And I think Campbell signs to me five and a half six million dollars is what Campbell will get. If he asks for more, might be pushing it. But I think he likes where he is. I think he's truly established himself in Toronto. You know, it's not not necessarily a hometown discount, but I mean. I don't think he's going to ask for seven plus or something like that because if somebody gives him seven plus. Good luck. Like, go yep. for it. The Leafs aren't paying him seven plus. No, Sorry, not a chance. So, a chance. hopefully that answer. Hopefully that answers your question. But I, I think Muzzin's gone. I think Morazic um, will be gone, and that'll clear up the cap space to sign him. So, yeah. Well, I mean, even if they just move Muzzin, that clears up the cap space, right there. Yep. Yep. That's like because that would clear up essentially. It would clear up six. Like, almost 7 million because the cap's going up by a million as well. Mm-hmm. So you add that to the 5.65 that is owed to Muzzin. You yep. got 6.65. To be honest, it'd be, it might honestly be just a straight swap of Campbell's contract. Yeah. It like, might be exactly Campbell that. Campbell could be making 5.6. <laughs> Literally be like, Hey, Muzzin got traded. We got picks for him. You want his contract? 5.6. Yeah, no problem. and uh, Dexy right. also said, "Who would take Richie's contract?" I think maybe, like as I said, a trade deadline deal this year. Maybe they throw him in just to balance the books. Yep. Um, maybe you have to throw in an extra draft pick. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I keep saying it. I, I keep saying like, like Chickering because that's what I really want. Obviously, I uh, I know him personally, but yeah, um, the fact that the Leafs are actually interested in him to me that just makes complete sense it makes for too that much sense, though. that's there. the problem well and that's the problem it makes too much sense a cheap contract right-hand defenseman like literally perfect for what the leafs need stick him in your lineup he's not a like, right-handed defenseman though sorry sorry but he plays the right side half the time um <laughs> he's literally listed as a left shot left d right Le- left side but he would essentially replace muzzin anyways whatever. yeah he would replace muzzin uh-huh. for uh, a million cheaper yeah, and then to be honest, you would you would send Hole and Richie back, and that's your four and a half million dollars, just straight cap swap, and then you just throw picks. Or, uh, or 
you send Mrazic back. I don't know how much cap space does Arizona have. I don't know how much they have. Six I mean, we, we were always... Oh, okay. I was going to say, we were saying for years they had cap space, but then they've also took on, like, every bad contract in the entire NHL. Um, well, I mean, they only have two dead cap players right now. I understand that, but you see their lines? They have Andrew Ladd, Roussel, and what the oh, hell okay. Sorry, name? I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, Louis Erickson. They had, like, the, yeah, they had the... the yeah, but all of those come garbage. off the books this year, too. No, 100%. That's what I'm saying. So this year um, would be like, yeah, so you give value back. So, I mean, um, because that's that's Justin Hole and and Nick Ritchie aren't cap dumps. That's the biggest thing. They're still quality players. Is it something that, you know, Arizona needs? No, but Arizona could easily flip those guys and get more picks or get something else or or have them as depth pieces. They're not not 35-year-old players who are making $6 million and that they're just trying to take cap on and get a second round pick for. That's not how it works. No, right. So, so the, the, these players have some value. Am I saying that it's going to be a straight swap? Not a chance. No. You're going to have to at least clue a first and a second, maybe even two firsts potentially to get him out of there. But I could hundred percent see both of those players going back in a trade for him. Yeah. I could see that too. I mean, and in that move, like, as I said, Mirazik could go in that trade as well. I know it yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be ideal to do it mid season. Don't get me wrong, but like Arizona needs a goddamn goalie. Mm-hmm. They're running with Scott Wedgwood and Carol Vemelka. I think I said that right. Yeah, the the left lefty catcher. Yeah. Right. Like, or sorry, righty righty right, catcher. Like, that's they could use an improvement. On the goaltending side, oh, I would say Peter Mrazek would be a good fit as an improvement. No, not even a question. I think it's one of those. Would would I guess does Mrazek have any sort of no trade clause? I don't even know if he does. Or no moving clause or anything. Sorry, because I'm wondering if he does, he probably won't accept the trade to Arizona. He has a modified no trade, so he can put ten teams on a no trade list. Yeah, so Arizona 100% will be one of those teams. Um, and I don't really, really think that's a question. 100%, not even a question. But it's a place that he goes in, is automatically the starter. There's, I don't know what the tax situation is like in Arizona, but that could also be no taxes, like Florida. I don't think, I don't think Mrazic's at the age yet that he just wants to collect his money and go home. He's 29. I think... I, no, I know, but I think I think Mrazic's at, at a place where he wants to play for a contending team and wants to have a chance to win. So, I mean, would, would Arizona be on my no trade list? Hundred percent, not even a question. So, I mean, I don't know. You liked it in Arizona. I did, hundred percent. Would I would I go play hockey there? Not even a question. I'd collect five million dollars and go sit there. Not even <laughs> not even a question. Um, but I mean, like to be to be honest, I could see like a team like the Devils going after Mrazic. Um, because they've had it, they've had their issues with with Blackwood this year, and, and Blackwood hasn't been fantastic. So, I mean, having Mrazic as like that secondary option would would be right up their alley, I think. So, I mean, obviously you'd have to work on the logistics of it, but um, and I don't think they would be on his no trade clause because it's they're an up and coming team with Dougie Hamilton. They just signed who Mrazic played with. That's true. So. Um. 
All right. I think that'll do it for the Leaf conversation, dude. Yep. Let's move on to a little niffle. Mm-hmm. Little niffle for us. And it's week 18. First time. There's a week 18. I am perfect betting in week 18 so far. That'll that'll change real fast. In the history of the NFL, I have never lost a bet in week 18. <laughs> well, speaking of the week 18, which game are you most excited about this week? Personally, it's a personal preference. But which one are you most excited well, about? I mean, personal preference, I want to see us shit pump the Dolphins, but that's just a different story. Um, the Honestly, the, the two games I'm looking forward to the most um, are the it's, the it's the Cardinal Seahawks and Rams 49ers. Those, those two games have so much to actually play for, and they're a divisional rival game. I think those are going to be the best games out there. So um, the, there's a lot of games. Obviously, the Chargers-Raiders is a different one, too, like that – that's going to be an important game, but we'll get into that later because that could be an uh, ultimate trap game. So don't don't touch it. Don't touch it. Betting-wise. Don't touch it betting-wise. It. Yes. <laughs> it, it honestly could be a terrible game. It, it straight up could be a terrible game. We'll get into because it. We'll get into it. Don't worry. There's, yeah. like it's, it's just, to me, Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks don't have a lot to play for, but would they love to screw over the Cardinals? 100%. Not even a question. And, I mean, the Rams – uh, are playing for the division. So Niners need to win to get in the playoffs. Rams need to win to win the division. So though that, that game is going to be truly entertaining. Um, I mean, there's a couple other ones, Saints, Falcons, Saints need to win to get in. Falcons just want to screw over the Saints because they're a divisional rival. Um, Steelers, Ravens. Steelers, Ravens, but that has nothing to play for, really. Neither of those teams are making the playoffs. I know there's little scenarios that they can make the playoffs, but they need a friggin' tie from – or they need Jacksonville to beat the Colts, which to me is actually an interesting game. Um, we'll get into Colts that. have not Colts have not won in Jacksonville for four years. Yeah, we'll get into that one. Don't um, so, so there's that. Um, I mean, I would have said Cowboys Eagles tonight would have been good, but like Eagles aren't playing anybody, so kind of hard to get behind that one. Um, so there's there's a couple games that I'm interested in, but. Overall, there's there's a couple duds on the on the card too. So. There are. Um, let's get into this charter Chargers Raiders possible clinching scenario. <laughs> we yes. could see two teams try to play for a tie on Sunday Night Football. We could see two teams kneeling the ball in the entire fourth quarter just to kill the clock. Yeah, yeah. When have we ever said that before? Like this just sounds I... ridiculous. As an avid better, I might take the under and just run with it. I was, I think I already did. I've already yeah. put my weekly $1 parlay bet in. I'm pretty sure I took the under. I think I tried yeah. to take a tie. I did. I think I tried to take a tie, but it wasn't yeah. like available on my list of things. So I couldn't. You can do it. You just have to go No, but I mean, like, for my for the big parlay to get the bonus, you have to only bet oh, over, right. under, or the spread. You can't really do ties. Right. I tried. Yeah. Didn't work. I wasn't um, losing 23 grand on my bet just because I wanted to take a tie. Well, fair. I mean, it's one of those, like, like this, this game, could I see it being an over game? Not even a question. If both teams 
or like if the scenario doesn't happen where both teams can make it, yeah, then hundred percent, I think this might, this might be a shootout. And the we'll way see. that would work, the way that they could be a they could tie to both get in would be the Colts losing to the Jags at Correct. what time is that game at? That game's a one o'clock game, so they'll know well in advance for the eight twenty five yes. kickoff. Um, yes. If the Colts lose that game to the Jags in Jacksonville. Then these two teams just need to tie to get in. If one of them right. wins, then that opens the door for the Steelers and the Ravens, because whoever Correct. wins that game then would get the final playoff spot. Right. Which, which to me, is Baltimore's lose. To be honest, but you'd think. I said this on the betting house last night. Um, the Steelers Steelers Super Bowl was last week with Big Ben, Big Ben's final home game. That was the I Steelers agree. Super Bowl. I I, I so. agree one hundred percent. But the thing is, is that you just said it though. It's Big Ben's last run. Maybe the players get up and try to play to get him into the playoffs. Right? Like we don't know. Yeah. We don't know how it's going to work. I mean, I mean, I think T.J. Watt sets the sack record that game. I think that's about the biggest accomplishment Pittsburgh does. But if they can so. keep, if they can keep Tyler Huntley. Like contained in the pocket, is he going to beat you very well through the air? Like that's the only question. Yeah. And if and I, based off of how that Steelers defensive line has been playing in that front seven, they probably can keep him in the pocket. And then you just have to hope Big Ben can actually do something on the offensive side. And if he can, well, maybe yeah. they can pull out this game, right? Like I don't know. Obviously, I agree with you. I think the Ravens are the better team, and they've been playing better the last few weeks. Granted, I know they've lost two out of the last three games or something. Um, lost they, four in a row. Have they lost four in a row? But they've lost like their last three. They've lost by four points total, right? Well, something stupid. They've like also that. sorry. They've lost five in a row. My apologies. Um, and I mean, multiple of those losses are on Harbaugh as well. Like going for going for the win in Pittsburgh with when you could have kicked the extra point and gone back overtime against them. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Browns. Um, that week on a fail. I think it was another failed two point yeah, conversion. Two I think. Point. Yep. Um, they lost to the Packers on what was it? Failed two point. Thank you. Um, and then the got Bengals blew by them the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals blew them out. That was their only bad loss, though, out of their last five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Every other one has been uh, within up, two up points. Up until then, they had you know their four of the last five games lost by a total of five points. That's crazy. Like, yeah, especially with their backup quarterback. And that and that's with no Lamar for three straight weeks. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, I mean, if the, if the Ravens can get it done. They're, they're, they they have a chance. They don't, there's a very, 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 very small chance because we need the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence to pull out a win. Figure it out. Pull out a win. Pull out a like, win. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted to take Jacksonville plus points just to try and make the absolute shit show scenario just happen. Yeah. Like, just, just let it happen. Apparently, so what you can do is if you put, I think it's like if you put 10 bucks down on – uh, Jacksonville money line and the tie in the Chargers Raiders game, you win like forty five thousand dollars. Jacksonville money line, which is seven. Jacksonville money line it was like seven and a half odds, seven and, a half and then the tie in the Raiders Chargers game was like sixty something. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Um, 
tie, like straight up money line tie. Yeah, is sixty. Like you, you think, yeah. So you can you combine those two. I'm just trying to see what that would be. Hold on. Gotta love trying to do betting live on the show, folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think when I, I think when I did it, I don't know if it, maybe it wasn't ten bucks. Maybe it was like twenty bucks. I don't know what it was. Four hundred fifty-seven dollars and fifty cents would be for a one-dollar bet. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it was a hundred bucks when you forty-five grand. That's. That's crazy. For, for two legs. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Like I, I don't think it happens. I think, I think the, no. Uh, no. I think the Colts pull it out, and I don't think there's an issue. But who knows, right? Like we don't know. Um, Dexy has a question, right? Uh, Kyle, are the Ravens' defense good against the run? No, they're not great against the run. Um, I think the biggest thing is. Pittsburgh struggles mightily on offense and regardless of what it is. Najee Harris had a great game against the Browns last week. Don't get me wrong, but his stats are also very skewed based on the last 50 yard run that he had off the onside kick. Yeah. So um, in saying that without that touchdown, the Steelers beat the Browns by five points, which is not impressive based on how the Browns played. They punted more times than they had the ball. Even it's not possible, but that's what it felt like. Um, yeah. And, and to be honest, I think I, t- I honestly I think Tyler Huntley probably will get traded and have a shot at being an NFL starter. Hundred percent. The I way he's been playing, he's looked at, he's looked actually pretty good in their games, considering everything and, that's going on with that offense. It's weird to say, but he he reminds me of a young RG three. So, I mean, a healthier. Um, yes, healthy young hopefully not doing commentary in five years, RG3. <laughs> um, so it's one of those, like, like to me, I think he's going to get a shot somewhere. And I think he truly can carry that team to Baltimore um, into the playoffs if the scenarios work out. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens ultimately. I'm, I'm not sure. And I don't believe it's going to work out for him, but who knows? We're in uncharted territory of week 18. So. Yeah. You know what's crazy, Kyle? I was just, I'm just checking the stats, like their rushing defense yep. of all the teams. The Ravens had have, have had the third fewest rushing attempts against in the entire league. Well, it's because their secondary is literally shambles. Yeah, but the only two teams that have had fewer rushing attempts against are the Buccaneers. Yep, and the Titans. Well, the Bucks have had the top three rush defense. I don't know about the Titans, but yeah, they just have had the third fewest attempts against. Or sorry, the second fewest. The Titans are, are the second fewest rush attempts against in the entire league this season. I'm kind of surprised by that one. I mean, that does does kind of surprise me to be honest. But I mean, and the Bucks have given up almost a hundred more, or have given up more than a hundred more rush yards than the Ravens have, even though they've had get, had eight less attempts against. Interesting. So the Bucks okay. give up more yards per carry than the Ravens do. Good to know. So their rush defense isn't that bad, actually. It's their pass so it's defense that's a problem. Okay. Their pass defense is a problem. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, kind of helps, or sorry, kind of doesn't help when you lose your entire secondary and essentially the preseason or the first five weeks of the season. So. Yeah, but they have 
the worst yards per attempt in the entire league on pass defense. Tied with oh, trust me. the Jets. Yeah. It's not a good yeah. thing. Nope. Not a good thing. They've also no, will they the go anywhere in the playoffs? Doubt it. Yeah. They've given but up the second most TDs in passing attempts. Yep. Oh, if, if I'm an NFL team and they make the playoffs, 100% I want to play them. Not even a question. <sighs> um, I want to get your thoughts really quickly um, on the Aaron Rodgers story from this week, Kyle, and then we'll get out of here. Yep. Uh, yep. I want to make sure I get this guy's name right. Aaron Rodgers. Who are you trying? I'm trying to get the, the, the reporter who said everything this week. It's Rube. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, reporter in Chicago who gets to vote on the MVP this week said that he wasn't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't think he's a good person, I believe, was kind of what he said. Um, okay. Then Rodgers went and called him a bum. I, I didn't I didn't think that was the part you wanted to talk about. Okay. What do you mean? I think you're talking about the Super Bowl protest. What Super Bowl protest? That apparently there's uh Boomer Esiason and got a bunch of texts from people that are close to Aaron Rodgers saying that if the Packers make the make the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers will protest and not actually play in it. What? Yeah. Apparently, there's there's rumors flying around that Aaron Rodgers was going to use the Super Bowl platform and all the media that comes with it to promote his uh, to promote different agendas for the NFL for testing for COVID. I thought that's what you wanted to talk about. No, I didn't even see that. To be honest, I was. Oh yeah. Yeah, but then he Rodgers comes out and slams the report that says he's like not a chance. Well, of course. <laughs> Rogers, first off, Rogers would never admit it was true or not. Like, you can't come out and say, 100%, yeah, I would do that. The NFL would then call, be like, hey, by the way, call everything against Green Bay. They're not winning this game. And then we get into the fixed conversation. Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, no, I actually didn't know that. Um, thank yeah. you for bringing that up to me. I don't know how I didn't see that. Yeah, so... I thought that's what you want to talk about. Uh, no, that's not what I want to talk about. I was talking about the Hub Arkush comments that he said that um, Rogers shouldn't shouldn't get MVP because he's not a good person, basically. Um, I want to see if I can find. I mean, I mean, to to me, like, if somebody has personal vendettas against players, you shouldn't be able to vote on that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you have to be impartial when it comes to voting and stuff. So. To to me, if if somebody truly does believe that, go away. Like, just screw off. Like, if you you don't agree with Rodgers, you don't like who he is as a person, no problem. You can't deny what he's doing on the field. Sorry. He has four picks in the season, and two of those were in the first game of the season. So it's like, like he's he's playing on an MVP level. Does Brady have a chance to potentially beat him? Sure. It's about outside shot. But to me, it's Rodgers to lose. And if there is... If it's true that he is playing week 18, which I don't think he should, 
Um, I th- oh, hold on. I'll argue that. I think he should play at least a little bit in the first quarter just to get the reps in, right? Because they have the break. They have the bye, right? So he's not no, going no, for I, two I, weeks. No, I know I know that. And I, I, I said that last night on, on the pod. I'm like, well, it'd be a two-week break, and that's just would be rust. You can't not play him. But apparently, apparently Rodgers said he's playing the whole game. So that that I don't agree with. I mean, to me, that's just because he wants to beat up on Detroit for one more time. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit takes some cheap shots, to be honest. It's Detroit, Green Bay, last game of the season. They have nothing to play for. Don't be surprised. Dan Campbell going after kneecaps. Don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, just the, the whole story is just a gong show. Like, first of all, if a reporter – if you are – privileged enough to be able to vote on one of these prestigious awards whether it be MVP whether it be coach of the year whether it's in a different sport right like the one thing they say is do not talk about your vote don't do it don't talk about it until after you're allowed to say why you voted after Once, once it's been revealed do not talk about it before and hub well, and you, did yeah. that. And you, you also can't you can't take into account what his morals are off the field. Yeah. Sorry. No, I That's I, not It's the MVP of the football game, not MVP of being a good person. Yeah. Cuz if, if 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 that was the case, Brady and Rodgers would not win. No. Cooper Cup would win. Yeah, maybe TJ Watt. Uh, John, to be honest, and Jonathan Taylor probably would win. But you have Taylor over Cup this year. Yes. Okay. I have Cup over Taylor, but like they're close for me. I mean, they're, they're both having record set record setting seasons. Yeah, so. and TJ Watt's up there too. Yeah, but but defensive less, players less don't value. The, the other thing it's is like, less it's like value right. because the Steelers might not make the playoffs. Well, it's like it's like. It's like rookie of the year. Creed Humphrey technically should be rookie of the year, but will he get any votes? No. No. Well, he might get one vote, one or two. Yeah, he might get a pity vote. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. All right, dude, let's wrap it up. And you know what? First show of the new year, we're bringing back tire fires. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. My tire fire is very easy. It's this Antonio Brown saga. And you know what's funny? Kelsey Braid on TSN this morning called it a tire fire. So I'm like, this is perfect. I was already going to use it. I'm using it. Antonio Brown has just been a gong show this week with everything that he keeps posting after the fact, after walking off the field. It's it's a tire fire in and of itself. I don't even have to say it. I don't sure. even have to explain it anymore. It is a tire fire. That's it. End of story. I'm done. Well, I mean, you kind of put me on the spot here. Um, yep. But what I will say, what I will say is my tire fire is the MLB and the fact yes. that they have had two five-minute discussions since December. Zero discussions of any substance. Well, I, yes, of any substance. I was, I was, I was reading that they've had two meetings of five minutes, saying, "Hey, have you changed your mind? Nope. Have you changed your mind? Nope." And that has been since December, like first week of December, I think. Yep. So um, the fact that potentially spring training is supposed to start in just over two months. Not um, even. 
Not even because people have to report at the end of February. So yeah, yeah. So just under two months, I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's, there's, there will not be an MLB season. I don't believe. Or at least a full season. I don't think there will be a full season. I think MLB will play at some point this year, but it will not be a full season. I could see a half season at most. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just saying, like, I think they figure out how to play a half season because I think losing a full season would be too detrimental to the league, and the league knows that, and the owners know that. I I, I agree, but I I believe the players will stand by their stuff, and I think it's going to be on the league to... um, Cave? It's going to be the league to cave, and I I think it's truly going to come down to that. I think, think, honestly... Uh, yes, there's going to be certain players are going to be pissed off because they're, you know, 38 years old and will be another year older, 100%. But if they truly want to set up the game for future, the players have to win this bargaining agreement. It's just simple as that. Yep. No, I, I agree 100%. I'm just saying, like, I do think there will be baseball played at some point this year. But I hope I don't so. I think it will be a full season. I hope so. All right, dude, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. You want to go first for this one since I boycotted the uh, tire fires and I went first? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, final thoughts. Uh, week 18 of football. I think that, that's pretty much my entire thoughts right now. Um, it's all he's thinking about it, for the next two days. It's folks. just all, all, all the playoff scenarios and everything that goes on. Obviously, my team has already clinched a playoff spot. Your team has as well. So, um, not a whole lot to the, worry about. Me and the rest of the cheeseheads. We're in first from Lambeau Field. Love this. My girlfriend's uncle, Uncle Ron, I don't know if you're watching, got me that and sent it here for my birthday. So I now have a legitimate cheese head from Lambeau Field, my man. There you go. Can't go wrong with that. So, um, so yeah, there's just NFL playoffs coming up. Final week of the regular season. Never been done week 18. So we'll see how this goes. It's going to be fun. I think we're in a we're in a really good spot to watch some great football games. We're also in a spot where a lot of these games are just going to be awful. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm working. It's yeah, and I'm working tomorrow or today. I'm covering both the games today, so the KC Broncos and Cowboys Eagles. Mm. I think the starters for two of those teams are out after the first series. <laughs> Uh, Chiefs have something to play for, so maybe we'll see. What do they have to play for? Number one seed, technically. What? If they win, Titans lose, they get number one seed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're right. But so the Chiefs still technically have to win. Okay. Fair enough. So they'll, they'll at least play a half, depending on how much they're up at half. Yeah. And then the other one, the Cowboys, Eagles. The Eagles already aren't starting half of their team. Correct. But the Cowboys still have something to play for because they can bump the Bucks and stuff out of their right. number three seed if they win. So right. Cowboys should play at least a half, maybe three quarters, depending on how the game goes. Right. I mean, it's Gardner Minshew season, so who knows? Minshew magic. Yep. The it's mustachio magic. Uh, the mustachio But even outside of that, like, there are still some other games that Oh, there's there's some complete duds, hundred percent. There's not a question about that. Going to be I mean, there's there's you, there's usually some p- complete duds in, in the NFL, whether it's week eighteen or not. But also, 
crazy stat. I, I didn't I don't know what the exact number is, but teams yep. trying to secure playoff spots or get into the playoffs in the last week of the season against yep. the spread are like less than thirty percent for you betting people out there. So if you're betting on a team who is fighting for a playoff spot or fighting for seeding, mm-hmm. bet against their spread. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it. W- I thought it was interesting. Um, I guess my final thought for this week is TFC mm. have signed Lorenzo Insigne, and mm. that looks really good for the club. He's not going to be here until July first. So he misses the start of the season because he's finishing his season with Napoli. But big things happening for the Reds. Uh, big things happening for TFC in general. And also, I want to give a huge shout out to Richie Larea, who I used to play against. So that's why this is a shout out mm-hmm. for me. Uh, he just signed with Nottingham Forest in the, champ- the English Championship division. Incredible to see him having some success and moving on to England where he'll get even more success, I I presume. Uh, It's nice to see guys that, like, we grew up with doing something in the sporting world other than what we're doing, right? Actually continuing their sporting careers that we all thought we might have. Him, Kyle, Mm -hmm. Laren, these guys I grew up with, and they're, they're having some success. So congratulations to those guys. Keep it up. Canada, let's go we got a big couple matches coming up at the end of the month i'm excited for that as well um yeah that'll do it for today's show if you are looking for us make sure you follow us on twitter at garage door sport on instagram at garage door sports if you're looking for us individually it's at nick mcvicker for myself at kyle vardy for kyle i guess i should point the right way um We will bring you more content as we can. Look for some new stuff coming out this month. We're going to try some new things. See if it Mm -hmm. works. Obviously, tire fires are back, which is great. Um, We're going to keep that rolling in the new year. And we're going to keep having fun because that's what we're here to do. So for everyone here at the network, everyone here at Garage Door Sports, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time.